All right, we are back. I'm Janine. You are listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine, and this is Get the Funk Out. Next up is Marty Glick. He's standing by to talk about the Soledad children. Uh, he's an attorney, and he's involved with fighting against the injustice of culturally, culturally biased IQ test, largely affecting Mexican-American and African-American children. Good morning, Marty. Good morning, Jenny. How are you? Fantastic. I wanted to congratulate you on your book. This is a very important topic. Well, thank you very much. We're pleased to have been able to record that history of what happened in California and in Soledad. Could you tell me how this project came to be? Why this was important for you to get involved with? Our project really is began with the birth of the Legal Services Program in the United States um, when Lyndon Johnson did the Great Society. And we had Social Security Act and Medicare. One of the things that got created was the National Legal Services Program. And clients like ours, farm workers and rural poor, had no representation on the civil side. And so when we arrived, there were issues in schools and housing and employment. And one of the things we, we learned early was the enormous number of uh, Spanish-speaking and African-American students who were placed in classes that could been called classes for the mentally retarded. Terrible. And so we... And we began studying then to figure out why did that happen, how did it happen, how could we change it. Now, there was a story of a 10-year-old uh, boy. Could you talk about him? Arturo um, was one of the children we represented, and he was eager to learn in school. He spent time trying to learn English. Um, his parents were farm workers. Mm-hmm. And he, when he went to school, he was placed in the back of the class. The school was entirely in English. There were no aides who spoke Spanish. And um, one day, when he started school, uh, third grade, he was referred to this classroom where they gave him a test, entirely in English, an IQ test, culturally biased. Why is it better to pay checks by cash? Mm-hmm. But by, uh, pay by check than by cash? Or what color are rubies? Questions like that. Okay. And of course, he didn't do well, and he ended up being placed in a in a class for mentally retarded. This was 1968, right? It was 1968 when he was placed, right? 1969 when we arrived. Okay. And and learned about him and the other children who were placed in those classes. This is a terrible stigma. And so, what happened to him? Well, what happened to him and the other children, besides being put in these classes where they didn't belong and being taught virtually nothing, cutting out pictures, coloring books, a little bit of math, um, and therefore stagnating, um, a, a couple of the parents complained, and they didn't really speak English very well. Um, and so they were stuck there uh, until uh, they complained, and they complained to one of our community workers, and I had already done the research on the case. I knew the statistics, and we were hoping to find parents somewhere who were ready to challenge this terrible practice. And when they did, we brought a class action lawsuit representing every child in California, every Spanish surnamed child who was in these classes. That's incredible. So... How has this progressed over the years? Well, during that time frame, which I would, I would say was about 10 years, uh, when we filed the case, we got some Im- immediate relief, as you read in the book. Um, 
um, and got many of the children taken out of the classes across California. Um, but then uh, many other district school districts uh, didn't cooperate, it didn't make changes, and so we eventually had to bring an action for contempt in order to make change in those classes. And then meanwhile, uh, a second lawsuit representing African-American children from inner cities who were also placed in these classes. I understand in these classes, they were called names by the other students. Some, yeah, some parents wouldn't let their, their children play with them because they thought there was something wrong with them. Mm. Um, and so it, it scarred their lives. I mean, we met with some of these children all these years later in 2005 and recently to see what happened in their lives. And they talked about how terrible it was and, and the pain they, they went through. Sure. I mean, I think uh, about their that. self-esteem. Zero. Exactly. You know, if you're, you're told you're stupid and, you know, you're not going to have the confidence to excel in life. Yeah, one of the uh, many uh, school psychologists who, who graciously provided their time for free as expert witnesses said exactly that. If you tell a child they're stupid and, and they have low expectations, that will affect their performance. And if you tell them they're really smart, you know, they'll go to college. And, yeah. of course, that's not true in every case, but, but it has a major impact on, on how they think about themselves. I, you know what? I never did well on these IQ tests. <laughs> I, I, I was horrendous. It was, it was abominable. And it was, it, to me, it's a predictor of nothing. It isn't a predictor of anything. Um, I don't believe either. Um, it's a kind of achievement test at best. Mm -hmm. So if what, if what the test result would ever be used for is, okay, where is this child? And assuming it's given the language that can actually speak, okay. you know, what do they need? What are they? How are they doing in math or, or history or general knowledge? So I can design a program that makes sense for them. Right. Um, you know that that might have some usefulness. The biggest problem is it's got a label. It, it Everybody is. thinks yes. that IQ means this is a test of what this child's intelligence was at yeah. birth. Right. And now. And therefore, it tells us they're genius, or they're stupid, or they're average. Yes. And those things are just plain wrong. Um, the designers of the tests, Alfred Binet, back in France in the turn of the 20th century, and, and Wexler, who, who wrote the most famous test, both said, that's not true. Don't ever think that. A mm -hmm. child's mind is like a field. You cultivate it, they grow. And uh, and so it doesn't it doesn't do that. Mm -mm. And you and you probably read there's this Princeton professor named Kamen, Raymond Kamen, who did really important work in this field. He 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 went back and looked at the twin studies, which were kind of the origin of this idea that that you're fixed intelligence at birth. And so um, this guy Cyril Burke back in England had studied separated twins at birth and said, well, it didn't matter. But parents that were assigned to always performed the same as each other. And he went back and looked at the research and proved it was fraudulent. Interesting. And did the same with other studies. And his view is that none of intelligence is inherited at birth, that it's all based on exposure. Mm -hmm. I don't know that that's true. That's the more extreme view in the other direction. But, but clearly, it's at least some combination of what are you exposed to? Yeah. 
going to find a labor camp. You never go to a zoo. You, you, you haven't gone to a museum. You haven't had the same cultural teaching. Right. Uh, then, then you're not going to perform on these tests. Uh, the same as a child who has had that exposure. I think, uh, by the way, if you're just tuning in, we're speaking with Marty Glick about his book, The Soledad Children. The thing that bothers me is that uh, there are so many different types of intelligence. I don't know if you've read the work of Howard Gardner, but I think there were, he talks about seven or eight different types of intelligence, whether it's mathematical, musical, whatever. And so I feel like this test is so outdated. It's just, it doesn't reflect people's possibilities. Well, you're right. Um, one of the interesting things we found is that the, the Wexler test, which our children were given, the children represented, had a performance section to tap the test. So half of it is sort of the general knowledge, cultural questions, and then half of it was shapes and diagrams and things of that sort. And the farm worker children did, did, did so much better on that part of the test because it didn't require... Yes those linguistic skills, like you said, a right. different, different measure yeah. of intelligence. And, and yes, uh, there are, uh, as the tests have developed, many more of these kinds of pieces to it. And a woman named Jane Mercer, that's um, a very important work, she, she uh, developed this notion of the eight-hour retarded. Uh, the child doesn't appear smart in class, but when you go to their home, they're selling, they're mending, they're taking care of children, they're doing tasks, they show, you know, great intelligence. Yeah. And that any school that is making a judgment without looking at the home, and she actually developed behavioral uh, scales for that, yeah. uh, isn't doing their job. Well, I couldn't agree more. So where can people find out more about you and the book? Well, there's my, my website, marieglick.com. Um, the book is available on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, and at our publisher, Arte Publico, A-R-T-E-P-U-B-L-I-C-O. Arte Publico is really the major publishers of, of all things Latino, and uh, we're, we're super pleased that they decided to take on publishing our book. Fantastic. And you wrote the book uh, with Maurice, Correct. Correct. Maurice Jourdain was, yeah. uh, was a bit younger associate who came to work at California Rural Legal Assistance in the, our Salinas office, and he and I became a team and worked together for close to 10 years on this case and a variety of the other important cases for farm workers that we also talk about in the book. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for calling into the show. Congratulations on your book. Thank you very much uh, for, for having uh, this opportunity to, to talk to you. I've been speaking with Marty Glick. He's one of the authors of The Soledad Children, The Fight to End Discriminatory IQ Tests. All the info is on my show blog, which is getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. If you're not familiar with all of our shows, public affairs and music, music shows, you can visit our website, www.kuci.org, and on social media, we are on Twitter at KUCI-FM. We're on Instagram at KUCI-FM. We're on Tumblr, blog.kuci.org. And we are on Facebook at KUCI-889. And if you want to find out about being a guest on my show, all I have to do is shoot me an email to Janine, J-A-N-E-A-N-E, at KUCI.org. Hope your Monday is off to a great start. We'll take a little break, and I'll be back 
Uh, you are listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine.